Hello and welcome to Publishing Underdog. I am your host, author Latricia Holmes. Tune in every week to learn from my experiences as a first-time indie author. I will dive into the process of publishing my first books. We will cover marketing strategies, budgets, successes, and inevitable learning points. Let's start the show! Hello and welcome back to another week at Publishing Underdog. I'm your host, Latricia Holmes. As always, we are going to start out with our author shout out of the week. The author shout out of the week this week is Slate R. Raven and his new paranormal suspense, Magician's Mayhem. Starting with a crazy serial killer dressed as an old time top hat wearing wand waving magician, Bane, a well-respected and connected biker was enjoying a weekend with his wife and an old friend from high school when the killer threw all their lives into turmoil. He slaughtered members of Bane's own family. Bane begins the hunt for the sadistic murderer who will survive this deadly pursuit. About the author, Slate R. Raven was born and raised outside Chicago, Illinois. He has been traditionally published before by a corrupt publisher. Not taking any chances this time around, Slate went for the independent publishing through Golden Box Books. We, I did have a little conversation with Slate, too, about being traditionally published. I found it pretty interesting, and I've heard so many stor- stories of, similar to Slate's that is really one of the main reasons why I decided to be a self-published author, an authorpreneur, as they would say. If you want to find out more about his book, The Magician's Mayhem, you can go to his universal link at bookstoread.com slash magicians-mayhem. And I've seen a lot about books to read, and this will be a great avenue to go if you do Barnes & Noble or Kobo, anything other than Amazon. If you go to the universal link, it has all the options. And to me, when I clicked on it, it looks like he is pretty much wide. So you can find out more about Slate at www.slateraven.net. That's www.s-l-a-t-e-r-a-v-e-n.net. It has been a crazy week this week for me, but first and foremost, I just want to ask you all to keep California in your thoughts and prayers as You may know if you read the news at all, there's multiple, multiple wildfires throughout the state right now, Northern California, Southern California. My husband, who is a firefighter, is down there now. We live in Oregon, so he was actually sent in a task force from Oregon to go help fight the fires in California. And what I read today is there's actually 75 different fire engines that were sent to California from Oregon and then the surrounding states as well, Washington, New Mexico, Montana, Arizona, I think in Utah. So I just want to keep California in in my thoughts. Uh, It's horrible down there. My husband said that it's wind gusts up to 90 miles an hour, low humidity, everything's just dry. Anything can spark a fire down there. Tomorrow they're actually in an extreme red flag warning, pretty much saying, don't rub anything together. We're going to start a fire. So as I said, it's been a crazy week for me this week, both with work and with writing and with my kids, (laughs) always with my kids, but it's been a good week other than the fact that my husband's now 
gone in another state and we're not sure when we'll see him. But I've had a huge breakthrough for me with writing my book. I have now edited all the way through chapter seven. I'm so excited. I'm loving it. I feel like every word I write, every word chapter I edit, the book's getting better. It's getting something I'm more proud of and I'm no longer wanting to just throw my hands up and say, forget it. A lot of this I think has to do with what I've decided to do because I obviously cannot stack more things on my to-do list. I, if I listen to podcasts religiously all over because I'm trying to learn and I do not want to ever go back to traditional school. I don't want to go back to college. I did not thrive in college. So I'm doing learning by hard knocks, if you will. I, so I listen to podcasts every single day. One of the podcasts I listen to religiously is the self-publishing show by Mark Dawson and James Blatch. And they do the SPF 101 self-publishing formula. And I saw it in, in my emails that I get and I, it, it's a big investment is what I thought. And I was really hesitant to get it because it is about $500 for the whole, um, the whole course. And then I also went ahead and did the cover design for authors course as well, which was another 250, but you get a discount if you did SPF 101. But I wasn't really sure if I should do it. And my husband, being the amazing man that he is, said, no, we, we got to do this. And it's one of those things that I work so hard at my, my day job, if you will, my full-time job, so that I can also pursue this. So why not take my hard-earned money to do something that is going to light a fire? And it really did. I'm telling you that the first, just the introduction course that I sat through, listening to Mark explain everything we're going to go in, into just it gave me so much more confidence that I can do this because I am starting from zero. I don't have any literary background, if you will, except for taking, you know, writing 101 and speech 101. That's about it as far as writing is concerned. I'm a paramedic by trade, so I have really good customer service skills. However, I don't market. I mean, marketing for me is calling 911. So it's pretty simple for me to get there. So I am completely new. And so I have so much to learn. And I kind of, I had that imposter syndrome because I'm, I have to do all these things, but I'm not confident that I'm doing them correctly. So that is so far, the biggest thing I've taken from 101 is that I feel that he's going to hit everything that I really need to know. And he, he really will. As far as cover designs, marketing, Amazon ads, formatting, metadata, I don't think I said that right, uh, mailing lists, websites, I mean, everything. One of the awesome things as well that came in with SPF 101 is you get access to their private Facebook group. And their private Facebook group for 101 has about like 4,200-ish people in it. So it also has like a social network thing going on too. And as you're going through the course, if you're going over something that doesn't quite make any sense to you, you go right in and you can ask a question. And the people are so encouraging. And 
I, I've been in some different career fields. I honestly have not met a group of people that were more supportive of one of each other than I have with indie authors. It's, it's, it's amazing. But anyway, if you have a question on the course, you go right on to Facebook, ask questions. I've already done that and I get good feedback in like the very first course is talking about all these different websites you can use that are easy to use. My website wasn't on there. I use Wix, which I have found very easy to use for me and it wasn't on there. So I was like, oh no, did I do something wrong? Did I pick the wrong avenue? And then I went on, someone asked the exact same question. I was so relieved. I was like, oh, okay, good. You know, cause I, I like Wix. I, for me, it's been so easy to use. So things I've already gone over and learned from SPF 101, and I'm only about 20% through. Uh, they talked about your website, first and foremost. And I never thought about this, but I should have because my son has ADD, <laughs> so ADHD. So naturally, when you look at a website, chances are they're not going to scroll to the bottom, right? They're going to see what they need to see, look at the tabs. And I know I do this, but I never thought of it when I set up my own website. And at the very, very, very bottom of your website is what, or my website was the subscribe button, you know, subscribe for my emailing list. And it was at the very bottom. And I never thought, oh my God, that, that should be up top. That should be the first thing that people see. How many people, because I look at all the analysis, how many people have gone onto my website and they're never going to reach the bottom. So they didn't even sign up. I was like, oh, there's so many missed opportunities there, but I, I caught it early. So, so that's one of the things I took, took away from it. Maybe you can take away from it too, is if you rearrange, you should rearrange your, your website so that the first thing that you see that pops up, uh, the links to all of your books, first off, that should be up there, but your subscribe should be right there. So when you open up the website, you see all of your products, all of your books that have the correct links to go to them, and then a subscribe to the mailing list. And they really pushed the mailing list so far, but I, and I, I really, I think I have like 13 <laughs> people on my mailing list, which, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Most of these are, are my family members. I love you so much. Thank you for supporting me. <laughs> but I didn't think too much about it. And, but it goes over that. It, it goes what you should be emailing your customers how to keep them interested, how to keep them engaged. It went over all of that. Two of the email marketing services that it talked about was MailChimp or MailerLite is two of the main companies that I saw. It sounded like MailChimp is free for a certain amount. And then I have not looked at the pricing for MailerChimp, but I'm going to start looking into that and it's an easy way to do automated emails and keep your readers engaged, especially with someone like me who I haven't even released my book yet. So there's not a lot of marketing you could do without a product. So I can keep them engaged just like I'm kind of doing with you to on my process, on my way there. So hopefully if, if I can get a follower that have followed me through this whole process, then have the end product and I can continue to build from there. Plus, People that will find me later can come back and listen to all of my ramblings as I go. I So I also told you I went and got the cover design for authors course as well. I, I'm not very far into that. I've only gotten started into the first module. 
but I do have a lot of ideas in my head of what I want my cover to be. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to properly <laughs> convey that to somebody else. So it did kind of go over that. It gave you some what you should be talking to your designer about. But I'm also hoping maybe that as I go through the course that I can at least maybe try to do it myself. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's worth a try. And if I don't like the product, I'm not going to use it, right? And I I am tech savvy, so I'm hoping I can, but if I can't, I'll just pay someone else to do it. And then at least this course is going to give me all these parameters that I should be giving my designer and, you know, what not to expect or what to expect and all that. So one of the other things that they talked about was formatting. They gave a bunch of different tools that you could use to format. You can obviously always format yourself, but it, you know, it broke it down even to like the files you're going to need. The one of the products that they mentioned was vellum and it'll help you and automatically do it and convert it for the Amazon. And then if you're going to go wide, go everywhere else, how to do it. So I might end up doing that. And again, for me, I don't necessarily, I, I'm bootstrapping it, but I have the money to put into it. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to spend no money at all, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't have this really tight budget right now that I can't spend money on. And, and it might be worth it because I do want to make sure that my end product is professional, right? I don't want I know there'll probably be a typo because everyone tells me that there's at least one typo, but you know, I want to minimize all of that. I want my, my cover to be amazing, look professional. I want my formatting to be on point. I want to make sure I have everything in there in the right order, all that. So another website that I do want to mention that they brought up in the course is Kindlepreneur. Uh, it's K-I-N-D-L-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. And that went over a lot for me right now. It's over my head, but <laughs> it's talking about the how Amazon does its rankings. Very easy niche uh, niches, niches, niches to get into. If you want to, you know, they kind of broke it down that if you aren't in this for the creative arts, if you're just in this for money, which is fine if you are, you could find which genres are like the least competitive and there's more genres than you would think. It's not just like fantasy, sci-fi, romance. It's goes down into any, any little tiny thing, urban fantasy. I don't have another good example right now, but these very, very, very tiny niches, genres that there's not maybe hardly anyone even writing in there. So if you can write an okay book in that genre, you'll be a bestseller. And there's only three of you, you know? So it kind of, there's a little trick that you can play. And then you have that, you have that badge that you're a Amazon bestseller. You don't have to say that there's only three of you, but, and it went over that, which I found interesting. It's for me, it's not going to change what I'm doing. At least not at this point. I, at this point, I'm trying to get this story that I have in my head, get it out and learn how self-publishing works. And when I run through this series that's in my head, then maybe I can write another story that 
I can use outlines for is it was really interesting. I'm not sure I'm going to use it quite yet, but you might, so you could check that out. So moving forward into next week, I'm hoping to be done with my edits this week. And, and I know I keep saying that every single week, but every day this whole week, I've made huge progress moving forward. So this is the biggest push pro, you know, progress that I've had so far. So now I'm really hoping to get done. I'm, I'm into chapter eight. Uh, I'm going to edit more tonight when I get off of this, as long as my kids stay asleep. And so I'm hoping to get it to my beta readers within the next two weeks. So it's about it for this week. I did want to leave you with some podcasts that I find extremely helpful. I'm always learning. I'm hoping that you're on this podcast because you're wanting to learn and follow me along too. So if you are a self-published author, these are some of the podcasts that I listen to. I already mentioned the self-publishing show with Mark Dawson and James Blatch. There is the self-publishing spotlight with Tom Ashford. That it's that one's a really short one and it highlights authors of from their first book to a, a best-selling author. They ask five questions and go from there. It's pretty interesting. I I like to listen to other author stories. I find them very motivating. One of the last episodes that self-publishing show did was on high productivity and it's with Amanda Lee. She writes cozy mysteries and this woman is a work horse. 9,000 words written and edited every single day, Monday through Friday. She is, she's turned out anywhere, but she doesn't even know the number. Anywhere between 150 and 200 books so far. And that's with her pushing, I think maybe just up to six or seven years now. So that was, it was hugely inspiring. I could never, ever, ever do that. Well, I mean, I should never say never, but that, oh man, she is a a beast. Anyway, uh, another awesome podcast that I've listened to, and I think I've mentioned it before, is the Great Western Woods World Building Podcast with Angeline Trevina and HB Line. It goes over things you need to think about. One of the episodes I listened to that I found very interesting was like about school education, and I never thought of it before and I write fantasy. And so anyway, there's a bunch of tips and tricks in there. I find really intriguing. I listen to that every week. Another show that I listen to is self-publishing journeys with Paul Teague. And he is kind of doing a little bit of what I do, or I'm kind of doing the same thing that he does. (laughs) He's kind of going on how many words he's written that week, how his books are doing. Right now he is in a rapid release program where he's releasing, I think, seven, maybe more books in his rapid release. So he re-edited, redesigned, and just every like two weeks, he's releasing this new book. And he's going over all these different marketing strategies that he's doing, these promos, and he tells you what promos he's using. So I I really find that one interesting too, too. So go check it out if you get a chance. That is it for me. I hope you have a productive week this week. I will talk to you next week. Bye.